Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very, very special guest. We actually met in a mastermind, Russell Brunson's uh, inner circle, actually, years ago. And uh, we've had the ability to reconnect. But one of the things that stood out to me about Lauren Golden is she is just a human sparkler. I mean, this <laughs> lights up the room wherever she goes. She's the CEO of uh, you know Free Mama Movement, which is a thriving community of tens of thousands of women. Um, her mission is simple. It's to ensure that no mother ever has to choose between family and financial stability. Lauren is also a number one international best-selling author and a two comma club award winner whose business and life experience has made her popular choice for a, for guest speaking events, sharing the stages with the likes of Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. So without further ado, I want to be able to bring on the movement maker herself, Lauren <laughs> Golden. So happy to have you with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. What did you call me? Like a human sparkler? I am going to like put that on something. That is probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten seriously, because I think um, a couple of things, I think life is really hard. I think business can be hard. I think it can also feel really lonely. And I think bringing some fun and some joy and some connection to that um, is really powerful. And so if that's something that I'm providing for other people, that is a massive compliment for me. And on the flip side of that, and, and we may talk a little bit about this today or not, depending on where you want to go in the conversation, something else I always try to do is lead with integrity. And like, it is not all rainbows and sunshine. Like when I fail, when I fall on my face, when I have hard times, like I always tell my audience of moms, like the best thing I can do for you is to fail, get back up and tell you about it because so many people are afraid to move forward because of those missteps. But I actually think it's what we learn in those missteps that help propel us forward even faster. So human sparkler, we're here, we're ready to go. We're so excited to talk about all things. Yes. movement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, tell us a little bit, like, how did, how did you get into this? Oh, I like to say that I'm an accidental entrepreneur, but if you ask my dad, he would probably say that wasn't true. Um, I actually, I talked about this in my book. I started my first business when I was about seven, eight years old. We, our house backed up to a golf course and I used to collect the golf balls that golfers would hit into our backyard. I'd collect them and then I would sell them back to them. So like, I wouldn't just hand them the ball. I'd be like, that's 25 cents. And they like, you know, I was this cute little blonde. So like they would do it. Then I'd bring out like lemonade and soda. And I had like quite the business one summer. So, but I fell into this iteration of my business, um, sort of by accident. I always wanted to be a mom. I grew up with a stay at home mom. So having a family was really important to me, but by the time my oldest who just turned 10 this weekend, so I've been a parent for a decade, which makes me feel very, very old. Um, but when she was born, it was not a financial possibility for me to stay home. And that was the model I had had in my own mom. But I learned very quickly after going back to work that I actually love working. I love producing. I'm very 
results oriented, very high achieving. Um, and so doing things in a different capacity than what it takes to parent an infant at home was very important to me not to lose that. But by the time my kiddo, my second kiddo, my son was born two years later, the pull of a nine to five and like being a seat warmer, even when I was outperforming my colleagues or done with my work for the day at two o'clock and I still had to sit there. Like I hated that. And so I was like, okay, I love to work, but I hate working for someone else. And so that's when I started my freelancing journey back in 2014, flash forward a little bit, we got to 2017 and I felt this, you know, some people call it a purpose or a calling, whether it's from God, the universe, whatever you believe, but there was this thing inside of me that I tried for months to ignore and almost a year into it, like it was bursting outside of me. And what it sounded like to me, Adam was like, what if this wasn't about you? <laughs> like, what if this wasn't just so you could be home with your kids? Like, what if you were supposed to do all the things you've done the last two, three years to completely change the trajectory of your family's life? What if all of that was so that you could go teach other people how to do it? And that's what I started doing at the end of 2017. And, um, it's just, it's been a wild ride ever since things took off very, very quickly. And I think that a big part of my success is because of what we're going to talk about today. Mm, that's so good. Yes, absolutely. Which today's topic is how to be a movement maker. And I want to get into that, but before we do one of the, one of the strands that kind of run through is I noticed that as you talk, your association with failure is very healthy. Oh, I love, oh my gosh. Yes. And it was not always that way. <laughs> We've done a lot of work to reframe that. You know, when I first started freelancing, I was still at my nine to five job and I had like the what if syndrome, you know, like I was making a couple thousand dollars a month and that was with a two-year-old, a newborn and working nine to five. And I'm like, imagine what I could do if I didn't have this silly job in the way, but it was the, what, what if I fail? What if I can't make this work and my family relies on my health insurance? You know, what if I don't make enough money to save for the future? Just all these, what ifs were paralyzing for me for a really long time. And I actually didn't quit my job until something kind of traumatic happened in my life. Um, I ended up, we, we got pregnant again, unexpectedly, um, but we got very happy about that quickly. Um, but then we actually lost that baby and it was one of the lowest points in my entire life. We did not see it coming. We were shocked. Um, and I actually walked in and quit my job one week later because in that hardship, the lesson that was given to me through that baby and that loss was like, you're not in control of everything. And like life, life is happening all around you. And so, you know, are you going to choose this illusion of safety or are you going to go after what it is that you say that you want? Because the reality was like my actions and my words were not in alignment. Like I said, I didn't want to be at my job and yet I was going every day because it felt safe even that was out of alignment with my values. And so I, yeah, I walked in and quit my job and that was kind of the beginning. That was like that first, you know, risk that I took where I was like, so what if I fail? At least I'm doing what I want, you know, and I can always go back and get a job because I'm employable. Like, and so my mindset, you know, it's happened incrementally over the years and it's still evolving. It's something I intentionally work on with personal development, but yeah, you just, you take those steps. And then I think you build trust in yourself and you, mm -hmm. you get enough reps in where you're like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not afraid of failure at all because I know now how to leverage it. I yeah, know that powerful. when I, 
Yeah. It's like a must, right? That's like yes. a must have. Like I heard a powerful quote that says, uh, what doesn't work for you will work for you. And I think about it like in our business, right? Like for example, there's so many times I've maybe like started a business or done a marketing campaign, let's say, and it completely failed, right? Yeah. But fast forward to today, I have an email list of thousands of people that now opens up a door for a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities, right? And so it's like, but if I didn't run those campaigns, even though they weren't maybe converting perfectly or optimized perfectly at the time, I was still getting emails. I was still getting contacts. I was still growing a database. I was still yeah. nurturing a list, right? So what didn't work for me works for me. And so I love I that. I like, just wrote that down. That's so great. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like that association with failure is huge. Now, moving into how to be a movement maker, you kind of have this four-step process that you coin or develop. Talk to us about, uh, about you know, that, that those steps, uh, starting with step one. Yeah. So pre-frame before I do that, my sort of claim to fame, I guess, in, in kind of this internet marketing world, I, I'm not the person people call to teach others about high ticket sales. I'm, I'm just not, I can do it. I have high ticket programs. Um, but I like to say that, like, I love my people so hard that they buy from me. So it's not that I'm like, I, I, that is what I'm extraordinary at. I'm extraordinary at building community and getting people to know, like, and trust me. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And so it's almost like I've I've like community communed my way into millions of dollars, but it's really neat for, for several reasons. One, I have this amazing group of people that are like me and share my value. So it's not so lonely anymore, but also we start to be able to feed different revenue streams. If I introduce a new offer, I've already got people lined up with their credit cards out. If I bring in a JV partner, or do affiliate marketing, I have people lined up ready to buy anything I encourage them to buy. So the benefits of this route, you know, it's like the opposite of the churn and burn, you know, that you hear about in business or in sales. Like I literally have tens of thousands of women ready to implement what I tell them to, because I have built that strong bond and that trust with them. So I feel like that's, that's an important, like, what are we talking about with being a movement maker? That's what we're talking about. Loving your people so hard that they will throw cash at you because they want what you have and what you've built. And so they will follow you to the ends of the earth. Um, and for me, it all starts with, it's my four P's. I'm very creative in that way. Uh, but the first step is to plan. And there's a few different components of this. And if you think for a minute about, you know, you mentioned Russell Brunson earlier, Russell Brunson's done some of these things. I obviously have done these things and I didn't really go back at him and like, um, like backtrack what I did and realize, like I, I almost did some of these things intuitively, but then I went and found patterns among some people. Um, and so I want you to think about like who you follow and all the listeners think about who you follow and who you pay attention to and see if these people have these things. Um, the first step is to clearly define your mission. So what I mean by that is like, before you ask anybody to like buy your stuff, tell them, why you do what you do, you know? And so for me, the mission at the free mama, like you said at the beginning is so no mother has to choose between family and financial stability. And what that means is I'm not just selling a product. I'm selling a belief system. I'm selling a belief system. So again, the first step of plan, you have to define what you believe, define your mission, and then you're preparing to lead other believers, right? So we're not even to the offer. Don't think about what you're selling. So many people, that's where the churn and burn comes from, right? Wow. Have you experienced this where you've just yeah. had someone? Wow. So no, it's clearly define your mission. 
The second step with plan is to give your believers an identity. So I actually have my shirt on right now. I think you put these on YouTube. Also, if you're listening, my shirt says, I am a free mama. And this is something that all my students get when they enroll in our course. And so not only are they buying a course that's going to teach them how to freelance from home, but they actually assume an identity. They are fulfilling a basic human need of being a part of something, of belonging to something bigger than themselves that they also, that, that, that is a community of people who believe the same thing they believe, which you define in your mission. Does that make sense? So Russell's got his funnel hackers. I have my free mamas and it's, they, they literally wear it. And I like to compare this to, have you ever gotten swag? Like when you went like to the dentist or yes. like an insurance yes. agent and where does it go? Like, do you yeah. put it on your desk? In my trunk. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in the garbage can, like you don't keep it. Why do you not keep swag? But if someone you love gives you the same thing, a notebook or a pen, right, it goes on your right. desk. That's right. Why? Because you assume the identity of that thing. It's important to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the last step of plan is give them a place to hang out. And I believed this five years ago. I have yet to have anybody change my mind today. Um, I still think the best place to cultivate community is inside a Facebook group. There's been a lot of platforms that, that are rising in terms of, um, you know, maybe your, uh, engagement or views or audience. And that's, really great audience is still reach. It's still going to contribute to traffic, but it's not the same as community audience and community are not the same thing. There's plenty of influence influencers out there with a massive audience, but if they ask them to buy something, they're not necessarily going to do it right? There are people watching them, but there's not people sharing that belief system and that no like, and trust factor. The other reason it's important to build a place to hang out for your community is they start to do the work for you. And you'll see how some of this works in the other steps, but I don't even have to be in my Facebook group very often anymore because I built that foundation of who we are, how we show up and what we believe that the people who are there protect it. I have a Facebook group of 40,000 people. I've never had an admin full-time for my I don't have a community manager. I don't have an admin. Why? Because the community protects itself. Mm, that's good. That is so yeah. powerful. Oh, I love that. What and what you said is so great too. You said that uh, we want to sell the belief system, not the product. Yeah. And then you talk about community. I've seen a lot of mistakes happen uh, with a lot of communities because they try and move it off of Facebook. And the only communities I've seen do really well off of there is like Telegram is really gaining a lot of traction. Um, but you know, it's, it, and then Facebook is still working, but I see people go into other platforms and if people aren't on those platforms, it's kind of hard to facilitate community exactly. in other places. So I'm yeah, glad the path you- of, it's the path of least resistance, right? Like if yes. they're already there congregated, right. it's yes. a lot of work to try to get them to go congregate 100%. and hang out somewhere else. You're trying to get them to form a new habit. And the moment Instagram groups comes out, it's going to be a huge hit. So I'm, I'm waiting for that day because people are no longer hanging out as much on Facebook as much as they are on Instagram. And there has to be groups on Instagram. So I'm really believing for that. Remember this episode, remember this <laughs> it's going to happen. Instagram groups is coming out. So, uh, okay, great. So, so then moving into the next step, talk to us about the next level of being a movement maker. Yes. The next level is your promise. And again, I think people get this wrong because we want to jump to making sales and don't get me wrong. Making sales is really important. If you don't have money coming in, it's a hobby. It's, it, it is important. 
I think a big difference between the way that I've built my business and the way some of my peers have built their business is, you know, with, with our offer, we're looking at, you know, how do we serve our clients at a really high capacity? But when you're a movement maker, you're looking at how you serve your believers at a really high capacity. Does that make sense? So it's not just the people giving you money that you're serving your face off to. You're serving your face off to all of your believers. And again, let me tell you a few reasons why this is important. Number one, I've made, oh gosh, should have pulled some figures. Definitely multiple six figure, possibly getting close to the million dollar mark off of affiliate marketing in the last four years. Not all of these people bought my products but they still follow me and they believe what I believe. So when I bring someone else in who has a voice that they do resonate with, they're going to go get the offer from that person, but they stay within our community and there's still, you know, financial benefit to to having cultivated those relationships. Something else is I will have people follow me for years. Something I should, I should say is with my audience, it's more of a B to C. These are not people who are necessarily like, I want to be an entrepreneur. They do not already have established businesses. These are moms working from either an office or from home. Maybe they're stay at home. And so they're having to get this money, you know, from a partner, like it, I do not have quick decision makers as my audience. And so if I only served the people who bought from me, I would have left millions of dollars on the table. But because I serve all my believers, people will save up for months or years or follow me and then make a thousand, five thousand, twelve thousand dollar purchase from me because they see how committed I am to the success of the entire community, not just the people who buy from me. Um, another way that we do this with our promise um, is. Uh, well, a couple of different things, but one is we actually, my team and I spend a lot of time producing free content. And I know when I first started my business, you kind of get this complex. Maybe you had it, Adam, of like, like how much do I give away for free? And if I give a lot yes. away for free, are people <laughs> yes. still going to pay me? And like, I had, it was a lot of mindset stuff I had to work through. But then I think I remember Russell Brunson one time saying like, everything I know is in this book and I give you this book for free plus shipping. And people still give me like tens of thousands of, I've already told you everything I know. And so I'm like, ah, that's really interesting because I've read all of his books and I still buy his other set. And so it kind of broke down that belief for me of like, no, if you serve everybody and you serve your face off is what I calling it, like, like don't hold back it's going to expedite what they want from you because in their head, they're having that conversation around like, wow, if I'm getting this anyway, imagine what it would be like to have like that access to Lauren or her team. Um, And so that's, that's a really interesting thing. So a couple of things to think about for your own promise. Number one, you've got to establish that you're the leader. And the way that I look at this, Adam, is have you ever been in a Facebook group where you don't even know who the leader of the group is? Yes. (laughs) I, That is the biggest missed opportunity for like business group. I'm like, it doesn't even make logical sense to me. I'm like, why are you spending all of this effort? And nobody even knows. So I make it very clear. I introduce myself. My name is Lauren Golden. I'm the founder of the Free Mama and the Free Mama Movement. And I teach moms how to work from home and live a totally awesome guilt-free life. I've said it thousands of times. I will continue to say it. I introduce myself. I establish my authority. Why? Because a group of believers, a group, a community, a community needs a leader. And if you are not positioning yourself as such, you're missing that opportunity when it does come time to make those offers and those sales. Um, The second is you have to tell your community how you're going to serve them. So it's not just like in your head, like, oh, I have a promise, like I'm going to keep it and they're all going to like, no, you have to tell them. So for me, for a long time, for four and a half years, I think I missed one week um, and I had a team member step in for me. Um, It was through Facebook Live. 
I taught this framework at uh, Funnel Hacking Live last year when I got to speak on stage was, uh, I called it a EULA because again, I'm not creative. We have the four Ps, we have the EULA, like it's just an acronym, um, but it stands for update lesson and announcement. And so every week at the exact same time, I would go live in my Facebook group. I would update them on what was new, could be client success story, like, you know, social proof could be, you know, we have an event coming up, something I want people to sign up for or register could be, you know, again, success stories on something we just did lesson. This is where you give your value. This is where you serve your face off and you don't hold anything back. Your announcement is your invitation. What's the call to action could be free, could be an open loop, like, hey, we've got this announcement coming Friday, make sure you turn in, could be a pitch to your course or your offer. Um, but that's the framework. And I did it every single week for four and a half years. I'm actually getting ready this week to start up again. I gave myself a three month break because I did it for four and a half years and literally only missed once. So that's what I mean by serve your face off. It's not being in a Facebook group 24 seven. If you can't show up one to two hours a week, for your community, you don't deserve to have that community yeah. following you and loving you, you know? Yeah, um, and then the, true. yeah, the last that's thing Adam powerful. is just, yeah, the last thing is just make sure you serve them all. And again, there's so many people that I know that have such beautiful skill sets on the sales side, but where they're really lacking is in their fulfillment or their delivery of, of, um, you know, fulfilling that promise. And so I'm telling you the game changer for me and my business was not just serving my students at an extraordinary level, but we serve the women in our community at an extraordinary level and it will pay off. It, it will pay off in some capacity as long as you keep making those offers. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. How to be a movement maker. You heard it from Lauren Golden. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for, for being with us and sharing all of your wisdom, your steps, your experiences, your perspectives. Uh, you know, you're somebody who's invested. I don't even want to share with the audience how much you've invested in yourself over the years because you oh, are hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands, yeah. right? But it made me millions. And I can yes. assure you, I was not making that before I invested in myself. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> exactly. A long way from selling golf balls on the side of the golf course, <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but just such an inspiring story because you don't do anything like miraculous. You do practical things very well. And they're things that other people can follow. They're methods and tools. And, and I really, I really appreciate that about you. So, uh, so everyone listening who love uh, Lauren, go ahead and send her a DM on Instagram and show her some love. Let her know that you listen to this episode. And if you have any questions for her, she'll be happy to lead you to some other resources to continue your journey uh, to be a movement maker. So Lauren, thanks again so much for being with us. Uh, and uh, to everybody listening, make sure you subscribe to this episode, share it. Leave a six-star review. I think there's only five stars, but leave an extra star. And until the next episode, see you guys later. Bye, everybody.